Pressure point! Pressure point! Good everybody and welcome to episode 5 of the Pressure Point Podcast. We've had a really big week in footy this week, a few upsets, a few disgruntled matches I would have thought, but I think the biggest news of the week would have to be the uh, Conor McKenna COVID news. How did that hit you, Marcus? Huge news, wasn't it? Um, I think that when they called that emergency press conference on, on Saturday Arvo, it sort of uh, sent a lot of uh, shockwaves through the AFL world. Um, people are starting to think that it could, could have been the end of the season. But oh, definitely. There's doubts now. No one knows what's going to happen. Absolutely. It's, um, it was pretty scary there for a moment, but lucky it was just the, uh, just the one game that got postponed. But, geez, thought it was going to be a lot worse. Well, we never know. Tuesday, they're doing more tests here on the Essendon players. If a few players have it, who knows? It could, you know, Carlton might not be able to play the Bombers next week. And yeah. it just all goes downhill from there. So it'll really be interesting to see how that turns out. But yeah. fingers crossed the season can continue. It's just funny that it's... Uh, that it's Essendon player testing positive or well, something, isn't it? It was going to be one club. <laughs> if it was going to be one club, it was going to be them. Of course it's them. Um, I think all we can say from coming out of round three is that there's no real standout team yet, is there? No. No one's really like taken the competition by storm, have they? I mean, Collingwood's been pretty consistent. Collingwood's been consistent yeah. apart from round two wasn't great for them, but they didn't lose. So. Yeah, exactly right. But, um, but their two wins have been pretty good and pretty impressive. So I'd probably say them. Um, it's pretty much it. Oh, because Gold Coast have been pretty, uh, yeah. pretty good too, haven't they? You wouldn't have thought it. You wouldn't read about that, would no, you? No, no. So, yeah. So it's it's good. It just show, just you know, I think every year the AFL just gets super even, doesn't it? it? Just gets more even and even every year. It's just good for footy. It's it good is for footy to have. It's great to see. Um, but yeah, the togs have dropped off a bit though, haven't they? <sighs> well, I don't know. I don't know if it's just. I don't know what's happening at the moment. I think. Uh, some rival clubs have sent some coaches into Richmond to be like a space jam and have taken all the Richmond players' talent. I'm thinking either Carlton or Gold Coast have infiltrated the Tigers and stolen their talent. So it's nothing, up to us to find wrong out. With that. Well, it's us, up to us to find our Michael Jordan to come get the talent back now. But we'll, <laughs> we'll see how that pans out. Well, speaking of, we'll talk about the round three games now, which, of course, on the Thursday night we had Richmond versus Hawthorne. For Richmond support, oh boy, that wasn't, it wasn't excellent looking at that game. Um, Although all credit to the Hawks, they played really well. They really um, came out hard after having a disappointing loss to Geelong the week before. They just their skill level, their use of the footy, everything was just really top notch. I thought they did really well. Um, yeah, they just their desire to hunt the footy was good, and it just wasn't there for the Tigers. I don't know what's happening down at Tigerland at the moment. You just looked like it just looked like your hunger is gone. Like you've been up for so long, and it's just like like you've achieved everything. A club can achieve um and you just didn't look hungry or just the usual richmond style of play it was just gone no we didn't we didn't at all and honestly i don't like to pinpoint although it starts from your leaders and i think the biggest and the most notable one at the moment is jack rewald and uh let me tell you i'm not happy with jack rewald at the moment i've written a little note for him so excuse me if i'm looking up at the screen a bit more than usual but yeah, i want to i want to hear this but this will be the first time i've heard this actually so I'm, i've kept it fresh for you <laughs> now jack this is for you so if you're listening before i start just know i think the world here and what you've done for the richmond football club however if you don't want to be out there this season then step aside now don't give us false hope every time the football comes into our forward line and heads your way your half-assed, pathetic efforts won't cut it anymore. I don't care how many Coleman medals you've won, you're a leader of this club. You can't mope around on the football field and not give 100% without it affecting all the other players. 
there are players in our reserves itching at getting a game in the, in the side at the moment. It's not an easy side to crack. And watching you walk around the way you are, it'd be killing them to see you do that. You're still a top tier forward. You're one of the best in the business. Now start acting like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing my Brave. shit watching Jack play. It's easy for me to sit on my couch and comment about your performances, but not the only one noticing this and your lack of effort with your poor body language. If you want to become a three-time premiership player, pull your finger out of your ass and start inspiring the players around you to lead by example on and off the field. Yours sincerely, Quindaluka. Now, that's just a little rant I've got for Jack. He probably won't hear this, but he's a leader of the club and everyone's noticing he's not – he doesn't look like he wants to try. I don't care if your form's down, but he doesn't look like he's trying. Did you notice that watching the game or was that just me? I just, I just had a moment to just <laughs> – that was a – Oh, geez. Um, oh, geez, I need to compose myself up for that. Um, yeah, I noticed that too. I noticed that too. He just he just looks, again, he just looks disinterested. He just looks like that's it. Like he's done everything he can for the club. Um, and just, he just, it, as you said, he just looks like he's moping around. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? Because he's, be, he's meant to be one of your main leaders. He is. On the ground. Yeah. And he's given half-assed efforts like that. So, I don't know. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't affect me as emotionally as it yeah, affects it's, you. It's, but Jesus. It just yeah. hurts not to see them give effort. I don't mind if their form is off because that happens to everybody, all teams. But when the effort's not there, it upsets you. Especially yeah, knowing that I still feel Richmond's in their window. I feel like yeah, we're not, we're not out of it yet in my eyes. And with players playing like that, it's not going to happen again. We're going to let it slip away. You yeah. know what I mean? But... But another thing from that night as well, your other key forward, Tom Lynch. Oh. How did he miss that from 10 metres out? 10, 15 metres out, direct. I, and that, like, you guys had a bit of momentum at that stage too. It, yeah, yeah, I mean, the comeback probably wasn't going to happen, but we yeah, mounting it, it he, was coming. He kicks out and who knows. Like, yeah. It, oh, I don't know. You pay him how many millions of dollars, million dollars a year, whatever, and he misses from 10 metres out. Yeah. Well, there's no crowd pressure. Exactly right. I don't understand it. But anyway, I don't want to take away from Hawthorne's uh, Hawthorne worked good. Hawthorne yeah. played extremely well. And I yeah. think it really helped having Jaeger and Mira back on the side. You noticed it too. Yeah. He was a big influence on the ground. Yeah. Um, and as Alistair Clarkson pointed out, they, their loss to Geelong was, I think, purely because of their performance. Geelong, I don't think, were as good as their that score showed last week. And yeah, Hawthorne are probably going to... Make a good impact this year. So I got in my votes for the game. Yeah. I've given my one vote to Nick Vlosten. I think the only Tiger on the field that gave half an ass about being there and it just was a solid wall down back. You get effort from him every week. Every week. I, I yeah. love Nick Vlosten. He's severely underrated. Um, I wish he got a little bit more credit. So there's his credit for this week, one vote. <laughs> my two votes went to Chad Wingard. He kicked his couple of goals. Very handy player. Just so nifty. And my three votes to Isaac Smith. Awesome. That's All right. Then the next game on the Friday nights... This was another, another big one. It was the Doggies and GWS. Some calling it the best rivalry in the game at the moment, and it certainly lived up to it. There was spot fires left, right, and centre. There was that brawl at three-quarter time was one of the best brawls that's happened in a long, long time. Mate, people were throwing up fisty cups left, right, It was fantastic. Like, players just didn't give a shit if they were going to get fined or anything. It was great. It was brilliant. Yeah. You even heard the umpire going, save your money, save your money, because yeah. you just knew that the half yeah. of them were going to cop fines. It's great. And What if Toby Green was out there? Oh, jeez, he would have loved that. <laughs> he would have been he hating it. Itching at the bits oh. watching those players fight. It was good. It was good to see. Um but, yeah, from the get-go, the Giants, they really went after the Bond, didn't they? Oh, straight away. They go after him every time they play. That poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> Can't catch a break. And he wasn't getting yeah. much support either. But, um, but yeah, like it, didn't, it didn't work for him, though. The Doggies um, the doggies were in control for 
pretty much the whole game. Yeah. Um, they probably should have won by a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, they needed that win, the Dogs. They absolutely needed it. It was huge. And the Giants just looking a bit shaky at the moment too. So, um, yeah, there's a bit of cause, cause for concern for them. Um, but the votes for the game, uh, I'll go one vote to Caleb Daniel. Um, he, was, he was very good through the midfield. Two votes to Harry Perryman from the Giants. He's having a great start to the season. I think he's almost winning the Coleman medal at this stage. He's kicked, kicked a few goals. Yeah, he's up there, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. playing really good footy. Um, and best on ground three votes was Jack McRae. Um, back to his best, just racking up the footy and um, yeah, delivering it well for the dogs. Um, so, yeah, that was the game on the, on the Friday night. We'll move on to North Melbourne, Sydney. I think this was an upset of the round. I definitely thought North would have taken this one. Well, yeah, we talked up North a lot last week, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. just all the signs were there. Um, yeah. It was a good game. I was watching the game. It was a good game to watch. But, yeah, Sydney just seemed to be a bit more in control. And how good is Tom Padley? You must be spewing Carlton didn't pick him up. Jeez. Oh, mate, he is one of the best small forwards in the game, if not the best small forward in the game. Um yeah, geez, I hope the Blues get him next year. He just knows how to find the footy, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's just so smart and he just he can kick goals from everywhere and he's tough at it as well. Um, yeah, he's almost a complete package for that for that small forward position. Um, yeah, it's good to see and, yeah, hopefully the Blues get him next year because he'd be very good down there. Yeah, you'd be keeping your fingers crossed. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, other than that, it was just a really good game of footy. The, um, real contested. It was hard fought. So it was a good win for the Swans, definitely, and I'll go through my votes. I had... One vote to Isaac Heaney. I feel like he's been really consistent this year, down forward especially. My two votes to Todd Goldstein, the big ruckman. He had a really good game. He was winning hit-outs all day. And three votes to Josh Kennedy, the skip. So he did really well as well. That's it. All right. And uh, next game, Collingwood St Kilda. That was a, geez, hop highs. Well, this was billed as probably the match of the round. Didn't really live up to it though, did it? No, I think no. the Saints might have had another start like last year where they sort of gave us a bit of false hope. Yeah, again, another another team that we we, we talked up last week as well. Yeah. Um, struggled in the heat against the Pies. They're really not making us look good over here at Pressure yeah. Point, are they? <laughs> Northern Saints. Definitely not. They're, uh, they're hurting us, but no, it was a really good game and Jeremy Howe took another hanger. I mean, no one's surprised by that, I don't think. Nah, does it every week, doesn't he? That's right. right. Um, what else do we have? We have Braden Manor plays 100th game. Yeah. So another dealer boy. Your mate. Him, yeah. Well, man, my mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're in the same year level together, so that's about it, I reckon. But no, he played his 100th game. We'll, he had a really good game as well, actually. We'll get him on the show if he's listening. <laughs> yeah, we'll try. We'll try. If you're Braden, if you're listening, come on, join us. Um, I'll go through my votes for that one as well. So I gave one vote to Dan Butler, I think probably the most impressive of the Saints, the former Tiger. He came out well, just looked like he really wanted to win the footy um, and stayed uh, a case for himself at the new club. So I'm glad he played really well. My two votes went to Taylor Adams and my three votes went to the ball man himself, still sidebottom. He just had a really good game. Dominated through. All righty. The, the next one. game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the game down at Cadinia Park on Saturday night between the Blues and the Cats. Jeez. Oh, mate. Oh, it's a very different podcast this week. Um, no, nah, <laughs> in all seriousness, there's a, the reason why... Me and all the Carlton supporters were so, so pissed off last week is because we know that we're capable and we should be playing at the standard that we played against Geelong on the weekend. Um, and, geez, we addressed all the issues that, that, that plagued us against Melbourne and to a T. Like those, the first three quarters were unbelievable. Um, you know, led by a superstar, Paddy Cripps, who was just dominant again, had you know 24 touches, 17 of them contested, kicked a couple of goals as well. So... Um, yeah, and that's arguably Carlton's best win in 
in a very long time, to be yeah. honest. Like Geelong, Geelong down in Geelong, we haven't won there in 24 years as well. So huge win. Um, and we dominated. We got out to a 42-point lead at one stage too. And, geez, that last quarter... God. I tell you what, I said this to you before the podcast, but if Carlton need to find a way to give back to their members for holding on to their memberships during COVID, I think they should be giving out free pacemakers. Mate, I needed one. My heart was pumping and I didn't even support either side and I was getting nervous. I couldn't imagine what you were going oh, through. Oh, mate, it was incredible. Like, it was, oh. I, I, I had to turn it off um, when Geelong were coming back for a couple of minutes just to just just to relax because it was getting too much. I didn't want us to blow that, th- that big lead that we had um, and it would have been very undeserving if Geelong did get up. So... Glad we hung on and bloody hell, that was a good win. Um, and I'm, I'm glad, I'm, yeah, more impressed that they, they were able to bounce back after last week because, yeah, as I said, we, we know that that's a standard we should be playing at now with the team that we've got. So um, I'm glad we did and, geez, yeah, it was a great win. Um, my votes for the game, I gave one vote to Eddie Betts. Superstar. Jeez. And that just shows why we got him back to the club. He's unbelievable. Just what he does, his pressure, um, his goal assist, and he kicked a couple of great goals as well. Um, yeah, he's just great to have around the club. Two votes went to Paddy Cripps. Um, I already mentioned how good he was. My three votes, my best on ground, went to big Mark Pitnett. Hey, absolute revelation coming from the Hawks. He played seven games in five seasons at Hawthorne and has just, his two games so far for the Blues has just dominated. Blessing in disguise, uh, Matty Cruz are getting injured. It is, it is. We're very, very, very concerned. Like, we, whenever Cruz has been injured, we've always been very concerned. But now, yeah, there's no issues at all there. Like, Pitnet looks like he's just... He might... Yeah, you know, it's like Cruz, Cruz is not going to come straight back in when he's fit if Pitnet keeps playing the way he does. If he keeps so, up this form, yes, Cruz yeah. is going to have to really push. Definitely. Yeah. So, it's great. It's great to see. Um, and, yeah, let's hope, let's hope that sort of kickstarts our season. Definitely. I reckon yeah. it will be a big uh, lighter there, lighter for the team. Um... I also hear through the social circles that Geelong's now requesting the AFL to give them home games back at the G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor after, this, after this upset. I <laughs> <laughs> thought it was a lock winning games down uh, there, but now they've been done by the Blues. Not a fortress anymore, is it? No, not at all. And speaking yeah. of struggling, uh, well, I should say away from fortresses, this one, we have got a Brisbane West Coast up in Queensland, and geez, the Eagles look like they're struggling not playing home games. Yeah, they're not enjoying the hub, are they? Ooh, they'd be really, they wouldn't be happy with their Premier right now, keeping no. everyone out of WA. He's... Uh, yeah, they're not having a bit of fun. Another titan of the, the game the last couple of years that seems to be losing form, you know, from West Coast, Richmond, GWS. Mm. These top teams the last couple of years seem to really be struggling at the moment. And or well, a big reason for that the other night was Lockie Neal. He's, geez, he's a star. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Uh, he just finds the footy, doesn't he? Oh, he does. I mean, he was a part of our audience engagement question last week, and I had him to get the most touches, and he ends up with, I think, 32. He's, yeah. just, he's just a superstar. He's elite. Um, Brisbane would be so stoked they got him from Freo. And I think the Eagles, yeah, I think they just need to find another leg in the next couple of weeks. I heard them say that after five rounds, they're planning on just going back to WA. They don't, yeah. they're just ignoring what the AFL have told them at this yeah. point. But I mean, I, you've, the point of footy is you're not always going to play at home. It's obviously annoying, but you've got to try to win games away. And the Eagles are a quality side. I think they've got to try and find that way to win in mm. Queensland because like, at the moment, yeah. I just don't think, yeah, I think it's just men- mentally for them at the moment. They're just not enjoying being up in Queensland. Um, obviously they've got the talent like they're you know arguably, one, arguably the best team in the comp so um, I just think it's just their their mindset at the moment they're just not happy being up there away from family um, yeah they need, they need to start getting wins ASAP yeah, otherwise big, they're going to they're severely drop off oh big time big time and I'll go to my votes I gave one to Andrew Gaff he just had a really really dominating game for the Eagles I mean 
shame he couldn't sort of help his team get over the line there, but he just had a really good game. I give my two votes to Big Hugh McCluggage, and as mentioned, my three votes are going to go to Lockie Neal. He's just a superstar. Cool. Oh, the next game, the game on the Sunday between Gold Coast and Adelaide, where are we? Jeez, this made me happy. Oh, this made me happy. Jeez, both teams, like Gold Coast. Again, I did say last week, I do want to see like a good, you know, six to eight week block of Gold Coast because they, they are notoriously known for, for starting the seasons off very well. But, geez, they looked incredible against Adelaide and Adelaide looked equally shocking. Oh, it was, awful. I think, they're, I think they're almost a lock for the wooden spoon this year, Adelaide. But the way they're playing yeah. at the moment, you'd think so. Well, everyone locked in Gold Coast for the spoon and they're definitely not getting... Well, I'm not going to say definitely, but yeah. they don't look like it at this stage. So, um, yeah, so it's it's great to see the Suns um, doing well and it's great to see their, their number one draft pick just oh, dominating again. He's How good is he? He's unbelievable. Yeah. He launched a goal from outside 50 in the left boot, um, you know, earlier on in the game and just he just tore it apart. He's, yeah. And he's a tank. He's a big boy too for a first-year player. He's, he's, he's going to be a very solid player. I reckon he's oh, for best first-year player in... Years, yeah. Last person, I mean, he's only played two games, mind you, but or two yeah. or three games. But the best player I think since in his first game was Judd. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't remember Probably someone is. dominating the first couple of games yeah. just like that. So yeah, I know it's crazy. I mean, big big shoes to fill, but yeah, he's just got the he's got a body of a twenty five year old. Yeah, like he's, he's just huge, just massive, and he's yeah, and and the two guys that did kick against Adelaide as well were both on his left foot from from about fifty meters out. So he's yeah, he's scary. He's he's very scary. Um, can he win the brown though? He's a smoky. <laughs> he's a smoky. I tell you what, if he keeps playing like this and yeah. Gold Coast win a few more games, Gary did it at Gold Coast. Why, why can't he? If He's the only one getting votes. Yeah, for sure. I think his odds are going to be shortening by the week or by the day. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I think it wouldn't be a... I'm not promoting gambling, but it wouldn't be a silly idea to put a couple of bucks on him to win the brown though <laughs> at the odds that he'd be at at the moment. And another thing with this game, I've noticed the last couple of weeks, Gold Coast, have, you know, their form's improved. They've won a couple of games. Richmond forms seem to have dropped. You reckon Brandon Ellis is the underlying there? He's the difference, isn't he? He's the di- Maybe he's the one bringing all the intel over. Mate, the moneymaker. <laughs> Bloody Brandon Ellis. Uh, uh, but, um, but yeah, so our votes for that game, we got one vote to Ben King, two votes to Took Muller, and, yeah, obviously the three votes went to Matty Rowell. I think he's he's probably leading the pressure point voting at the moment, I reckon. I think he's up there. I think yeah. he's had three votes two, two weeks in a row now. So, yeah, yeah he'd be up there with Lucky Neal. All right, we'll move on to Fremantle versus Port Adelaide. Um, due to unforeseen circumstances and the scheduling of the Pressure Point podcast, we did not expect the game to be pushed at 10 past 8 on the Sunday afternoon, so we don't actually have the results for this game. Um, I mean, I think both our tips were going to be Port Adelaide from memory, but... Wouldn't surprise us if Freo did get up there. Yeah, Freo to pull one Just off. Just considering the, the weekend that's been. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But how is it Fremantle and Port both playing in Queensland? Yeah, bizarre, isn't yeah. it? Absolutely yeah, absolutely bizarre. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird season already, but yeah, we don't have anything from that game at the moment. Another quick note about that, that probably happened between now and our last podcast, has Jesse Hogan dropping a barbell in his head. Oh... <laughs> Incredible. Now, Jesse, I know gyms have been closed for a oh, few weeks, mate. Right. But surely just, you've just relax. <laughs> yeah, surely you haven't forgotten how to use a barbell, mate. Oh, mate, that is so unlucky. Oh, wow. Oh. All the best goes to Jesse Hogan. <laughs> Jeez, that's funny. Um, and then the other game, obviously, that we aren't able to touch on was Essendon-Melbourne due to the um, postponed game there. I gave, but we both gave our three votes to Connor McKenna. Thanks, oh. thanks for... Ruining that one for us. Thanks a lot, Connor. Yeah. Um, yet to, no one's come out and said what he, what, how he contracted the 
or have we contracted COVID yet? It's not known. It's not known. Think. There was talk that he did breach protocols. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so. no one's really too sure. And I know he was in contact with players at training and in meetings and stuff like that. So like we said earlier, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with that. Yeah. But other than that, that's all, the, uh, that's all our games for the week. So I think we're ready for our audience engagement question of the episode. And this episode, we're going to say, is Richmond's period of dominance coming to an end? I think after the last couple of performances, I mean, I hate to admit, I hate to say it, but it's looking like it could be a potential, yeah, potential I think, outcome. I think you could mount an argument due to the way you performed last year in the first half. Yeah. But in saying that, you did have a lot of injuries last year, which is which was a reason why you started pretty slow. Yeah. But I don't know. It just it feels different this year. Yeah, yeah. it does. It does. It feels different. So we'll just have to wait and see in the coming weeks how we go. But yeah, that's the question for the week. So let us know on Instagram. We'll put up a poll some stage in the next couple of days so let us know and go from there so I think that's all for today we've spoken about just about everything I think oh, it was a much uh, much more enjoyable podcast this one than, uh, than last week that's yeah, for sure yeah I, I could tell by the whole <laughs> jumper and the big smile on your face the whole day so. come the beggars <laughs> so we'll see you next episode for episode 6 that's it go blues <laughs> <laughs>